Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 49 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And Riley, the Blue Jays returned home after what was a lackluster road trip, and they had a three-game series against the AL Central-leading Cleveland Guardians. And Riley, they sucked again. They lost two out of three. Riley, how are we feeling? A tough series against Cleveland here, a series that I really thought we were going to do well in, and we didn't. So what are your takeaways here from this series? Well, Jesse, as you know, I was pretty riled up on Friday night, so mm-hmm. I enjoyed enjoyed the games, watched uh, you know, watched that, and had a couple pops. And I was I was so mad. I I phoned Jesse. I'd be probably probably best he didn't didn't pick up. I would have <laughs> talked his damn ear off. But boy, oh, I was I was ticked. I mean, Saturday we did a little bit better, and then today it's just another kick, and it's just another you know kick to the face, right? We get uh, we get outscored again by more than five runs or five runs. We score four runs at the whole series. Like, I don't know. How are you supposed to feel after this, Jesse? Like it would be one thing if our batters popped off and had a huge assortment of home runs and doubles and all this stuff. And if our pitching was poor, um, but no, we ended up just squeaking by with the, uh, the Saturday game and getting blown away in games one and three. So yeah, not feeling too good, man. Feel pretty crummy actually uh, for a lot of reasons with this ball club. So here's the thing against this series against the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, the Blue Jays, we ended up taking game two, two to one, um, but we lost the first one, eight, nothing. We lost game three today, seven to two. Uh, Cleveland was the better hitting team all series. The Jays only, like you said, mustered four runs all series. The Cleveland was the better pitching team this series with Cal Contral and uh, Shane Bieber today. And um, I forgot the other guy who pitched, but he was really good too. Um, and then Cleveland- Tristan played- McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie, thank you. And um, they played better defense than us today too. They even ran the bases better than the Blue Jays did this series. Everything that you can do to judge um, who was a better baseball team, Cleveland was better than the Toronto Blue Jays in this series. So the fact that we even took one out of these games is kind of a miracle, to be honest. And the Jays are kind of lucky that, yeah, they didn't get swept and that they were able to take one of these three games here. I mean, of course, it's core. Of course, you man. You say we're lucky we didn't get swept, but I feel as though we should never be in a situation where we feel lucky we didn't get swept. Right. Just you yeah. saying that 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 shows you and tells us the the kind of uh, the pedigree we're at, the the level of ball that we're kind of playing right now, and that we're definitely performing below the level of expectations. Like offense, defense, on the base pass, out in the field, like everywhere is just not good. The four places you know on the field that i just named like we are below average in all of those aspects in these last three games i mean i don't know the um the analytics behind the base running or or the defense but yeah we are certainly um not performing well and this is a series this is a team you know that is a good ball club but we should have had a you know a much better time against these guys in our home field no i agree it was tough to see game one of the series the jays lost this game eight to nothing jose barrios gave up eight earned runs in his four innings of work and honestly it, it looked worse than it felt from that there jays can only get one hit off a of canadian cal Quantrill. Vladdy did get another hit though to extend his hitting streak i believe too it was a 22 games at that point game two this is the game the blue jays won they won this game two to one Mitch White gave up a run in the first, but settled in nicely um, throughout the start here. Jays got solo home runs from Matt Chapman and Teoscar Hernandez. And Jordan Romano came in and got the four-out save to seal the deal and the victory for the Toronto Blue Jays. Game three that happened this afternoon, Kevin Gosman gave up nine hits and five innings pitch. The defense, too, was quite bad behind him. A lot of plays, infield hits, and a lot of guys were that Jays just missed it or throwing errors from behind the plate or whatever it was. And Jays were able to muster a few hits, but couldn't get many runs together. So after this series, Riley, the Jays sit at 61 and 52. We're 10 and a half games back. The Yankees were still in the top wildcard spot. I, 
excuse me. I believe we're tied with Seattle now, or Seattle's currently losing against uh, Texas. So we'll see how that game ends up. And we're still two games up on Tampa Bay and two and a half against Baltimore. But honestly, there's a lot of teams quite in this touch race. So Jays are still in a good spot. But if we keep playing like this, then it's going to be tough to keep our spot in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, we're in a we're in a great spot, man. We've been in a good spot for a while. But like you said, like if this if this trend continues to happen, if we don't find a way to get out of this rut, like we're in big trouble. We're playing against hot ball teams right now. That's, uh, you know, Seattle and Tampa just had a hell of a game. I believe that their starter, um, Drew Rasmussen, you know, took a perfect game into the ninth. Like we're playing against hot ball clubs and, you know, less than less than two runs a game. Uh, over our last three against the Guardians. And then you take into account um, our pitching two out of the three games in the series. It's just, it's absolutely, it's, it's atrocious. It's garbage numbers, man. Like if you looked on, uh, you know, we'll get into the numbers here more, but it's, it's, some of the numbers are appalling, man. It, they really are, dude. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll touch on the pitching performances a little later on the show. But Riley, before we get into our thumbs up, thumbs down, I got a few stats I want to throw at you. And I want to feel if you're concerned about any of these. Oh, I probably will be like, <laughs> I know the trend, Like, like, let's hear it. Let's hear it, Jesse. All right. Well, the teams in the standings that are close to the Blue Jays right now, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. The Blue Jays do not have a tiebreaker against any of those five teams. Do you think that's going to matter at this point in the season? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, a little, a little less concerned about that. I'm, I really think that we're going to, we're, if we can continue to stay nine games above 500 or 10 games above 500, I think we'll be okay for the first or second wild card spot. Of course, we want the first wild card spot. We want to be at home. Yeah. We want to be at home. That's my, that's, I'd say, I'd say it doesn't matter as, as much. Okay. That's kind of my thoughts on that too. It's just, it sucks. Because if we are tied with the say that second one, they will automatically get above us. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, and then another one I have coming into today's game, the Blue Jays are 29 and 39. So now we're 29 and 40 against teams with an above 500 record this season. Does it worry you at all that the Blue Jays have not been able to perform against other winning teams on the season? Yeah, that's a bit like the bully, right? You kind of pick on the weaker, uh, weaker guys. And, you know, we were certainly taking advantage of the teams that, um, you know, shouldn't be winning ball games. But against our closest competition, we're losing games. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Guardians are right up there. Um, <clears throat> like Baltimore has been uh, like a scorching red hot team as of late. I, like I, I forget all about the Orioles in this in this uh, wild card race because they started the year off so poorly. But they're one of the hotter teams in baseball right now. I mean, yeah, uh, definitely, dude. It's um, oh, it's 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 a dogfight right now. Yeah, and that's all you're going to see in the postseason too is teams that are above 500, teams that are good teams, and. You know, unless something dramatically changes down the stretch here, maybe the Jays get some better bad luck or we get a surprise out of nowhere. I think as of right now, it's tough to say this team is going to be quite successful in the playoffs. But for what it's worth, we're still a ways away from getting there and lots can change between now and then. And let's hope it does for the better because we want to see this Blue Jays team make a good World Series run this year. It, oh, it's 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 going to have to, man. I mean, I kind of will get through this episode, but I'll kind of be eating my words from the last one. You know, my <laughs> expectations were pretty high. And, uh, you know, this might be one of the farthest off ones I was at. I did say one of our starting pitchers would blow up and um, I was right. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, 
I wasn't even preparing for the worst, man. And now you think about how good uh, the the teams in uh, in that wild card race are doing, and the Guardians, one of them, man. It's scary. Like we really got to get our act together. Or we're not going anywhere, dude. Uh, it's, I agree. It's going to be tough to see here. Uh, let's get into our thumbs up, thumbs down, Riley. And where do you want to start? Do we want to start with some positivity here and something good thing that's adjacent, or should we just dive right into Jose Barrios right away? And no, we're we're we're. I mean, it's it's fresh on my mind right now. I want to start off. Like I said, I phoned Jesse up on Friday night. I'm glad he didn't pick up because I was probably not going to make a whole lot of sense. And I was just going to go on and basically say that we need to DFA Jose Barrios. Now, do I mean that on a Sunday afternoon? Probably not as much as as I did on Friday night. But man, what a what a sour taste in your mouth after that. It was bad. I would have. I mean, they. I mean, Schneider and Walker left. Let him hang out, hang out to drive, man. But he's got to be way better. He has got to be way better. Like, and I looked at and I'm. Yeah, I know Jesse's usually the number guy here, but I mean, I I did. I spent a good lot of time on uh, Brios's uh, baseball reference page, and I looked at some of his previous stuff: 2018, 2019 stats, mm-hmm. uh, t- twice an All Star. And you look at those stats, and you think, wow, did he ever? Did he ever? You know, do a good job? Like I could see why he's he was an All Star. And then we move in. The year is 2022, Jesse. We got Jose Brios in a trade from Minnesota in 2021. At the time, I thought, great trade. Brios, and he had good splits last year between us and between Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And coming into this year, we were at the Dome for our, that first game. We got through the first game, but, man, we've just hit rock bottom with Jose Barrios. His earn run average is the worst out of qualified starters in yeah. all of baseball. At 561. Which is Hard to believe, man. I can't even believe it. And sometimes it feels worth worse, man. Um, and not only that, he's given up the most home runs. Uh, that's 26. Yeah. I mean, that's an, also an unexcusable number, man. And at this point, he's tied at this point. He's tied his career high. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> for for home runs given up. And I mean, we're not even like that number could be 30. I hope it doesn't. Because, you know, we'll get to talk more about where we're going to put him. But, I mean, his leash is is short. In fact, like, I'm creating Jose Barrios. Like, if it's talk about dogs and leashes, like, he's going into the kennel right now and just kind of, you know, figuring stuff out. I'm really disappointed in Jose Barrios. I I think I had him going into this year as our first or second starter um, for statistics. Him and Manoa would be the guys to carry this team. But Barrios is nowhere near expectation. I mean, I don't know what the how the stars aligned on this season, but I don't think anyone could have predicted that it was going to be this bad with Jose Brios, Jesse. There were some people out there too who thought Jose Brios was going to get Cy Young award votes this year. You know, they really like. You know, I will say this about Brios: I didn't love the trade when we got him, but mostly I think that was because I'm a prospect hugger, and the fact that we gave up Boston Martin and uh, Woods Richardson there. Now that turns turns out to be okay, but Brios always seemed like the guy in Minnesota who was one step away of being. And he never got there. He never took that one step. But when he came to Toronto last year and then he pitched really well in that second half, you know, my kind of thought process kind of turned on Jose Brios, too. I thought he could be a much better pitcher. And the fact he hasn't this year has just been disastrous. And a lot of it comes down to the demise of his four seam fastball. And I think the team knows this, too. They've had Brios trying to throw a lot more sinkers this year. They've adjusted where he stands on the mound and they haven't really had a lot of success. The only big takeaway I can really see is that Jose Brios, um, his release point, excuse me, has kind of changed um, throughout this year. He's throwing it lower to the ground than he has in years past. But even then, I don't think that's going to uh, going to affect it at all. 
And if you look to the numbers, since the 2020 season, no MLB pitcher has had a less effective four-seam fastball than Jose Barrios. That, no, that's – it shows, man, velocity dips off. The, and when he's pitching the, pitching the four-seamer in the zone, it's just getting absolutely whacked. I mean, there's a reason he's given up so many home runs. He's being hit around um, – you know, worse than obviously worse than any starting pitcher that's qualified, right? With with those numbers, the way you know, out of twenty eight qualified starters or whatever it said, you know. And then I'm looking at Baseball Reference, and I can't believe that he is eight and five right now. Um, for what it's worth, he has a positive winning percentage. Um, but other than that, man, it's just been a terrible time for Jose Barrios. I mean, <clears throat> something's got to change, man. And this is a this is a huge thumbs down. This might be our biggest, you know, double thumbs down. You name it of the year, dude. And we could have gave him, you know, thumbs down for whatever previous starts. But this is almost it's an accumulative thing, right? Like this is we're at this point in the season where like his his ERA is going to finish above five. And he has had sub four ERAs in the past. I think he sits around probably what on average a three, seven, five, three, eight, five, somewhere in that range, like high threes are in run average. Um, but yeah, nowhere close, man. I mean, we're talking almost a run and a half more. Um, and this year has just, has just kicked Jose Barrios right in the butt, man. And a lot of fans, me and you included in this, are, are quite disappointed in how this has worked out. So the Jays kind of were, uh, they used the rain out on Wednesday to give Barrios the first start here at home because he's been much better at home throughout the season. Well, that didn't work. That wasn't the issue here either. And, um, you know, I don't know what we're going to do with Jose Barrios going forward here because... A lot of people will say, well, you know, he's second on the team in quality starts. Like when Jose Barrios does put it together, he pitches really well. But I don't think you can take the chance that just a blow up can happen at any reason. And I'd, I'd almost say that those um, that the blow up starts has been happening a lot more frequently than the times he's consistently put it all together. So what do we do with Jose Barrios going forward here? Well, I'll tell you what, because I could talk about this guy because he didn't start in this series. Um but him and Kikuchi have been so bad as of late. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm almost tempted. Um, so we got Ross Stripling, who um, is um, hopefully coming back here real soon. And uh, we had talked before the episode, you know, the the five-man or six-man rotation. I say we, we take a week, two weeks, and figure something out. Now, Barrios is usually a guy who pit, starts 32 games in a season. This year, he would have started 33 being in uh, – the opening day starter, but I think you almost got a spot start Kikuchi and Barrios, depending on the situation and roll with the four other starters stripling included in that. And also Mitch white and in included in that because, you know, he pitched fairly well in the series. We'll get to that, but um, there's a real cry for help, man, um, in the pitching category and Barrios and I'll throw Kikuchi's name in there. I already did. I know he didn't pitch this series. I'm not poo-pooing on him, but um, it kind of seems to be the trend, man. Those two are the culprits of, of bad starts. Um, if one, if you kind of, you know, spot start either one of them, you know, for a couple weeks, give them the one kind of one start out of 10 games and see where that leads you. Obviously, obviously it's not ideal, man. Like we're paying them both a boatload of money mm -hmm. and they're, they're going to keep making that money. And so I would like to see some results, but until then, that's kind of what I think, Jesse, I, I know you're probably more apt to say six man rotation, but I mean, it's also hard when you got Manoa, you want Manoa to throw as much as he can in there. I still want to see what Mitch white can do. Like 
it's a situation that we're um, we're not happy with anyways. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I wonder if they're going to see if Jose Brios, maybe he has that neck strain issue that uh, Trevor Richards had this year that you say Kikuchi had this year. Maybe just to give him a little bit of break because honestly, there's nothing in Jose Brios's numbers here that make you optimistic that he can turn it around and he can get better. It's just a lot of people are screaming at the track record and, you know, he's been this guy before. But at what point does a few bad starts turn into a bad season, right? And that's kind of where we are with Jose Brios. I think it's almost time. Maybe just let him go off the shelf. Maybe do a few rehab assignments to see if he can get better and see if he can pitch for this team in the playoffs. Because if he has to make a start for us in the playoffs, I am not confident right now that the Blue Jays can win that game. You know, Jesse, he had a career-high strikeouts with 204 last year. Just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, I'm not confident with Rios if we're going to start a postseason game. It goes Manoa, Gosman, and White at this point for me. And you know what? That might change. I want to see what Stripling can do. Yeah, yeah so whilst White or Stripling, like, but hey, man, I mean, it takes it takes five guys to make a rotation, so... I mean, that's kind of where we're sitting at right now, Jesse. I mean, let's move on from Barrios. Let's give him a break. This is a this is a big rip, but this is a well-deserved rip. This is a big problem that our team has right now. And clearly it's, you know, something's got to change. We had a lot to say on Barrios, so that's, uh, that makes sense there. Another thumbs down, though, I wanted to give was our defense was quite bad today in this series. Alejandro Kirk made an error trying to throw a runner out at second. He had a pass ball on him as well. Uh, quite a few routine ground balls that base runners would just beat out. I know Espinal had one. There was one to Chapman today as well. Vladdy made a tough play on a ground ball, but then couldn't get the throw out to go feed to Kevin Gosman today. Tapia had a ball bounce in front of him, then got over his head, which Teoscar had to feel. Kevin Biggio had a ball that was just out of his reach. Merrifield had a ball that hit off his glove and landed in front of him. Even Matt Chapman isn't completing as many plays as you'd expect from the Platinum Gold Glove Award winner. And Pitching and defense are the things that lead to a team being successful playoff team. And right now the blue Jays just aren't doing those things. So yeah, thumbs down to the defense in this series. Yeah, for sure, man. And with our track record, like you said, my guy, Matt Chapman, he should be a lot better. And I mean, I, you know, he's under the gun too. Um, I still want to say that uh, Vladdy's defense has been real good this year. You know, mistakes will happen, but two, two from Kirk is kind of, you know, kind of worrisome there, not for the, you know, I know that's not going to happen every game. I mean, worry some more or less for, um, I don't know, his own personal numbers. It sucks when that happens, man. He's a he's a decent defensive catcher. And uh, we just, when when one guy's playing bad, I guess it just kind of got contagious and caught on to the rest of the club, Jesse. And Cleveland's a really good team, too, at making you pay for the mistakes that you made. And that's exactly what they did here. That's how they scored a lot of their seven runs. So, uh, Jay's just something that's going to need to get better. It's something that hasn't really been an issue so far this season. But when it spikes up like it did here, it doesn't look very good. And another one, we don't have to spend too long on this. Um, Santiago Guespinal, the magic that he had at the start of the year, it just kind of seems to be gone now. In fact, he's had one extra base hit since uh, July 7th. His defense has been fine, but he's been losing playing time ever since Whit Merrifield joined the team. And I'd imagine once Springer comes back this week, it's going to be a full-time bench role for Santiago Espinal. So fun story, fun guy to root for. I, he's still going to have a valuable part on this team, but I think his time for every day at bats is over. Well, well, I, a guy, let's be honest, who we really didn't expect much from. Um, his tenor with the Toronto Blue Jays is, seems to, you know, I still want him on this ball club. It sucks that we're not going to give him an everyday role. But, yeah, guys like Whit Merrifield, a veteran guy. And, you know, what if Espinal is coming off the bench either? I don't, I don't hate that. I mean, yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of sucky. He had a great start to the year, but um, 
you know, those power numbers have really fallen off. And, um, eh, you know, I thought with all those muscles he put on at the start of the year, you know, he looks, he looks good. He looks, you know, ready to go, but you know, we're at the point in the year now where we can, we can tell what guys are doing. And, uh, you know, maybe this is a, this is a good thing, man. This is, this is probably a good thing. I still want him to get received probably more time on second than Biggio. And I'm sure that's going to happen. I think you're right. It's probably Merrifield's job, number one. And then whenever he needs a spell or they need to move him around, it'll probably be Espinall, the next man up. Uh, let's move into something positive though. The Jays did win a game this series. So, you know, some good things had to go on here. And, uh, uh, do you want to take the first one, Riley, or should I take the first one? How do you want to go? Yeah, back? I mean, I, 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 I get all of a sudden. I feel like I can talk about pitchers, you know. All of a sudden, <laughs> I feel like I, the guy who knows nothing about pitching, I feel like I can talk about pitchers, and I, I crapped on our guy who started game one. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll give a thumbs up to, uh, to Mitch White who came in in game two and shut the door. Well, mm-hmm. I say shut the door. I mean, four and two thirds of an inning, he gave up three hits in one run, striking out three and walked three. Man, a lot of threes on that line. Yeah, sure so is. not an excellent, not, I mean, not an excellent outing and he didn't go very far, but let's be honest when we're, we're handing out some pretty, you know, gifty thumbs up in this series and, you know, Mitch white got us to where we need to be. And you'll tell us why we won the, that one game with our next thumbs up, Jesse, but at least, Hey man, at least we got a good start. I don't even know if that qualifies as a quality start because he didn't go five innings, but in my books, it's still a quality start. I mean, I'm playing a little bit of T-ball right here with the statistics, giving a little gifty, but I'm happy for Mitch white, man. Cause we, we had one pitcher come out to play. Um, that was a starting pitcher and that was Mitch white. So, you know what? Thumbs up to him, man. Mm-hmm. I thought he looked better too than the line score would actually indicate there. He ran into some trouble in the first inning, but then he really settled down and he got a little better. Um, to me, Mitch white's going to have like the raw stripling thing. If you look at his numbers, the third time through the batting order, teams are hitting over 400 against him. So we've seen this a lot from Ross Stripling early in the year too, where the Blue Jays would only let him go through the order twice and then they'd pull him. I'd imagine it's going to be more of the same from Mitch White. Um, and that's why he kind of only went four and two thirds inning in this one. But, uh, you know, if Ross Stripling was effective in his short stints, let's hope Mitch White can be effective as well. And uh, as he teased out earlier, the reason why we won that game is because we got some solo home runs. One from Matthew Chapman, who is now leading the Blue Jays in home runs, by the way, which... Uh, I mean, I know you and I thought that was possible coming into the season, but uh, I think if you asked the majority of Blue Jays fans, they would have been surprised about that. And uh, this guy, Teoscar Hernandez, needed some offensive thump, and he had, he had one too many fastballs from Tristan McKenzie, and he finally was able to turn on one. He crushed it to center field for a go-ahead home run in the seventh inning. Um, he also had a double in the first inning of game three here when the Blue Jays needed a run. So Jays only score four runs in the series. They're in desperate need of a run producer, and Teoscar Hernandez has been that so far this year, and in the series particularly. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Thumbs up for 50% of our runs batted in Mr. Hernandez. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with, I'll say, we'll take it. I mean, we're going to have to take it. Not a big, not a big plate full of food, but it's something. Um, and another reason, another reason we didn't lose by more than eight runs in double digits in both those games. And the reason we shut the door in game two was because, Hey man, our bullpen did pretty okay. Really pretty did. okay. They really it, did. It, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say did excellent. I'm going to say they did pretty okay. For compar- comparatively to the rest of this ball club and who did what, our bullpen was probably the best thing this weekend for us. And, I mean, we used pretty well all our arms. Jordan Romano had a four-out save. The only guy to give up any earned runs was Trent Thornton. And basically, he was in a mop-up role in game three of the series anyway. So, Jesse, I mean, 
here's a dark cave that we're sitting in right now. Now we talk about the bullpen. So there's a little bit light of light shining in right now. I mean, it's not much. It's not much. We still lost big in games one and three and squeaked by in game two. But Jesse, it's something. And there's some positives to take away from this. Isn't it amazing how the one piece of the ball club, the Blue Jays really went to um, get better at the trade deadline is actually performing well here now. And the parts that they didn't are still kind of struggling. I don't know if there's much to take away from that. But uh, yeah, before Trent Thornton gave up his runs in the ninth inning today, the Jays went 13 and a third scoreless innings of relief. And uh, Jordan Romano has been nails. Jimmy Garcia gave up two base runners in the eighth. And then Jordan Romano comes in in the eighth. He throws like 90 mile power sliders, which is just nasty. And then he got the save. And his saves by exactly one run are the most in baseball this year. And so you've got to say like those one run saves for a closer. Being a closer is a stressful job anyway. But if you're having to save all these one run leads, it's uh, it's got to be even more stressful. So nails Jordan Romano and glad with what you've done. And all the other guys, Anthony Bass has pitched well. Zach Pops looked good too. And even David Phelps has looked really good. So the bullpen has kind of went from a moment of weakness to this team. That might actually be one of the team's strengths right now. So thumbs up to the bullpen there. Yeah, I'm pretty happy that Bass did well. I mean, it's, it's it, you know, some of these guys in this bullpen, you don't know when they're going to have a bad day. We we came as a, we came as a unit, um, as a bullpen, and we we shut the door in game two. We limited them in games one and three, and I'll take that. If I have to smile about something, Jesse, it'll be you know guys like Romano doing his part, um, guys like Phelps, you know, and you know his declining years here in in his major league service. Um, you know, you, you do love to see it. Um, I just wish we could, you know, give them a little bit more to play for and they're not mopping up situations and things like that. You know, we like to give Jordan Romano, you know, three, I give him three outs or sorry, three, uh, three runs of support. If we had to, man, I mean, it's a, he's in the clutch. It's a stressful job. Like you said, man. And uh, at least we had some sort of glue to hold this ball club together this weekend. All right. Well, news and notes. We have looted on this one a little earlier here, but Ross Stripling had his rehab assignment. He was vintage chicken strip. He went five innings, three hits, no runs, no walks, three strikeouts. He has officially been active. He is going to get the start in Wednesday's series finale against Baltimore here. Uh, now, there's no word about what Ross Stripling is going to do. I thought, like we kind of mentioned this earlier, they would take maybe Kikuchi out of the rotation. Maybe they bring Mitch White into a swing role. Um, I, or maybe they go six man. I don't know. But uh, there's no official word yet. But as of right now, it's going to be Kikuchi in game one against Baltimore. It's going to be Manoa in game two and then Ross Stripling game three. We'll, we can touch on that as we get to uh, previewing the Orioles series here. Um, but he will be back and in the series. Speaking of guys who will be back, uh, George Springer was hitting off a tee and was set to hit face a high-velocity pitching machine today. So it sounds like if everything went well, that he will be back and he will be activated off the IL on Monday, which is huge because if you look at the Blue Jays' records and games that George Springer is playing versus games that he doesn't play, uh, Jays are about a 500 team when, Stripl- or when uh, Springer isn't in the lineup, and they are much better when he is in the lineup. So good to have George Springer back. Maybe this team can start uh, getting more games today. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s hit streak officially ends at, I think it's 23 games after he went 0 for 4 in the game on Sunday here. Uh, the Blue Jays are actively trying to get a spot to play a game in London, England, starting in 2024. Shai Davidi said that on uh, the Fan 590 radio there. And uh, the Dunedin Blue Jays threw a combined no-hitter today against the Tampa Tarpons. Kendry Rojas, Cooper Benson, Sam Ryan, and Ian Churchill combined for the note. So any major takeaways on the news and notes there? Uh, well, a minor league no hitter is, uh, is pretty good. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, back to our major league club because that's where it's at. Um, yeah, I'm going to love having George Springer back, man. It's going to be good to have, you know, we got JBJ, 
who, yeah. um, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll see some, I'm sure we'll see some highlights, you know, defensively or in whatever kind of situation. Merrifield has done all right so far. And George Springer is, um, he's kind of, you know, one of the staples in this batting order, man. I mean, one of the best power leadoff hitters in history. And, you know, today Lourdes was leading off and he had three base hits and he's yeah. continues to hold an over 300 batting average, which is excellent. Um, you know, batting title. <laughs> I mean, Hey man, like I'm not the manager. I'm not even going to say what I I'm going to do when Springer comes back with the order. I'll leave that up to Schneider, but, um, it's, it's a good problem to have when one of your guys is returning from injury, right? You don't want to lose guys. It's always good to get someone back. So, man, <laughs> something's got to change, Jesse. Let's hope that getting George Springer back is one of those steps, you know, towards improving this team. Yeah, he will likely come back uh, probably DH for the first series against Baltimore. So it means likely JBJ or Rymel Tapia will be in the – or when Maryfield will be in there at center field until he's ready to take the field. But either way, just having George Springer back is going to be a huge plus and – you know, we were kind of talking about before he went on the IL. It's like, yeah, he kind of just needs to do it so he can get healthy for playoff time. And then, boy, we see how this team performs without him. And now we're like, George, don't ever leave us again, man. We, we need you here on this field so that he can keep playing well. I'm hoping so, man. Like, we got – I mean, I, I we're going to, what, preview the next series up right here. So yep. we're, we got we got Baltimore next. We just were talking about Deb, man. And we need Springer in the lineup, dude. I mean, Baltimore is fighting for a playoff berth, just like us. A red-hot, scorching ball club. But we know we can beat Baltimore. But we also know Baltimore can beat us, too. This is a series where we got to get basically, and I love this term, off the schneid. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love one of my favorite baseball turns, terms. And right now, you know, you could say it's John Schneider. Well, we need to get off the schneid right now, meaning we got to figure this out because we have been playing very bad ball as of late, dude. So without further ado, Jesse, tell me what's happening to start my Monday. Yeah, well, the Toronto Blue Jays, like you said, are welcoming those red-hot Baltimore Orioles into town for a three-game series. Now, Baltimore's ERA is about 16th in baseball, but their bullpen ERA is 3.11, which is third best in all of baseball. So if the Jays are going to score runs, they're going to have to do it early and often off of their starting pitcher here on offense the Orioles are 17th in baseball so it seems just like they're a league average team whereas the Jays are third based on Woba um the starting pitchers for the games are as follows <coughs> excuse me you say Kikuchi against Kyle Bradish in game one game two will be Alec Manoa against Dean Kramer game three will be Ross Stripling against Austin Voth and the Jays really need to start stringing some wins together here Riley and uh winning this series against Baltimore would go a long way to helping them guide themselves into a playoff push so how do you think we're going to perform in this series here well, I think that um, I think the word is and I don't know if I've said this on our show. I think it's essential that we win this series, Jesse, whether that be a sweep or taking two games like it is absolutely essential, dude, that we walk out of here with a good record and feeling good and riding that high, man. Um God, man, you would think that in the same week where Barrios absolutely has a as a the, one of his worst outings ever that Kikuchi's going to come back and, and not, you know, replicate the same thing. Right. Jesse, like that's impossible. Baseball yeah. doesn't, the laws of averages doesn't let that happen. Does it like surely to God, Kikuchi's going to go out there and, and throw seven shutout innings, right? <laughs> like you got to think, you know, it's a, 
I, I don't know, man. I mean, I know that this is probably going to be a more high scoring series. Um, let's see what strip can do too on his, on his time back here. Um, I know that he'll be fine though. I mean, triple a start, Matt, whatever. Um, we know what he can do on the major league mounds. I'm very proud of Ross strip in this year. He's done an exceptional job um, of a guy that I certainly didn't think was going to hold that starting role. And, and here he is. I, and I and can't believe, you know, I'm saying this, if you were to ask me what, whatever point last year, earlier in the preseason, like I'm so glad to have Ross stripling back. I, know, in this rotation. <laughs> I mean, what words are we saying right now, dude? Like, I'm so glad to have him back, dude. It's a dog fight right now. Like we got to win this series against Baltimore. Surely we won't replicate the same thing against the guardians. I mean, like I said, the laws of averages just simply won't allow it. I mean, Alec Manoa, the Jays have lost three of his uh, his last three starts, right? So that just doesn't happen. We usually win games. Alec Manoa pitches. Uh, Ross Stripling's back, like you mentioned. And you say Kikuchi. I mean, I don't want to say he can't be this bad, but yes, he can. He can still be this bad. So I, I don't want to say it, but we're due for just one of those starts where he gives up, say, three runs over five innings and the Jays score six, and then we're laughing, and it's going to be okay and turn it to the bullpen, and we'll do just fine. So... Again, I'm hoping for two out of three. I'm not confident, though, Riley. If we lose this series or worst case scenario, we get swept. It's going to be panic mode here for the Toronto Blue Jays going forward for their playoff hopes here. Oh, I, I'm not telling you what I think the series is going to be. I'm telling you what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Like we need to, ha- we need to, we need to come out of this series the victors because it's an absolute dogfight. Um, I don't know right off the bat who plays what against, you know, who Cleveland's next matchup is against. But I mean, we're at the point of the year, man, where where front offices and everybody is watching, you know, other scoreboards because it is so vital, so important. Of course, we need to win games, too. But we're at the point now I used to get to this point in September. I mean, for me and Jesse, it might be too early, but, you know. Two weeks ago in September, Jesse and I are all of a sudden watching a Yankees-Baltimore game where the stakes in that game are huge, right? It's Baseball is crazy, man. You're, you're, if you're a fan of baseball and you cheer for your team, but you're also watching to see how other teams do. And I'm sure like we're almost to that point, Jesse, where you know, I can speak for myself. I don't know about you. I know you're a baseball nut and watch every freaking game anyways. But this is where I kind of look and see what's happening league wide in, in our close division and wildcard matches here, because this is, this is baseball that really matters, dude. This is, this is, this is crunch time. This is the grind. And you know what? We got to perform and it's, it should have started last series should have started the series before. And if it doesn't start right now against the Orioles, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, it's, we, we got to pull something out of our, out of our hats here. Definitely nerve-wracking time, but it's also a great time to be a baseball fan and turning down the stretch here. This is where the stuff starts to get really serious, guys. So buckle up, Blue Jays fan. Put on your magic hat or your magic underwear. <laughs> Do your happy dance or something because the Blue Jays are going to need some magic here to uh, to get this team going right. And you want to be playing well going into the playoffs too. So that'll do it for our episode here today. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe to leave a five-star review and uh, let us know about any Blue Jays fans in your life. Leave a comment down below if you have anything you want to add. If you've got a lucky poem or a lucky song or something you want to say down there to get uh, get some luck going, this is a Blue Jays team. Sure damn needs it. But Riley, anything else to add before we get out of here today? Yeah, I mean, lucky things too. I mean, you you even wore your uh, your lucky pants to the uh, show today. Why don't you stand up and show everybody? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks a lot for tuning in, guys. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Jesse and I are going to be popping off this week, I'm sure, because it's about to get real, man. 
Yeah, you bet. Uh, we'll see you again, everyone, after the Orioles series. Let's go Blue Jays. Let's hope we have some good things to talk about when we come into that one. Thanks a lot, guys.